Hi, I'm Kyle Paletto. Welcome to Walkthrough, Sifter's weekly recap on the biggest news in gaming. Each Sunday, we'll take you through updates, exciting reveals, and controversies in video games, as well as what games you can pick up this week. Here is the news for Sunday, 7th of August. Let's go! Steam and Epic Games have been blocked in Indonesia after failing to comply with the country's new content moderation laws. The companies had until July 27th to comply with Indonesia's MR5 law, which would give the country the ability to obtain specific user data and remove content from games that it would claim disturbs public order. The law has caught the attention of the digital rights group Electronic Frontier Foundation, who, along with several other similar groups, had this to say in a joint letter sent to the Indonesian government last month. We, the undersigned, represent a global coalition of non-governmental organisations urging the Minister of Communication and Information of the Republic of Indonesia to repeal Ministerial Regulation No. 5, Year 2020. Both regulations contain content moderation provisions which are inconsistent with internationally recognised human rights, including the freedom of expression and to hold opinions without interference online. The regulations will exacerbate existing challenges for freedom of opinion and expression in the country and severely impede internet freedom through the imposition of excessive penalties for non-compliance. PayPal, Origin and Yahoo are just some of the other companies that have been caught up in non-compliance issues. Valve, PayPal and Yahoo have managed to get their services approved And on the 2nd of August, the Ministry of Communication and Information Technology Indonesia tweeted, say that they were in compliance now. Ooblets, the monster collecting and town life simulator, has just gone gold, announcing that their 1.0 launch date is around the corner. In a statement on Twitter, the two-person indie studio Glumberland shared the news that the release was close and it includes an upcoming Switch port for the game. Ooblets has been in development since 2016 and was announced as an early access Epic Games exclusive in 2020 before later releasing on Xbox as part of their game preview program. It mixes a bright, bold, pastel-coloured art style with monster collecting and taming and life simulator elements that many Animal Crossing fans will enjoy. You can even battle your monsters, but instead of fighting, they have dance-offs. Charming. The final version will be out on PC, Xbox and Switch later this year. And if you're curious to hear more about Ooblets, you can jump back to our 2020 episode on Mainstream that covered the game in its early access format. Pokemon fans rejoice. This week, we were treated to a new Nintendo Direct all about the Pokemon franchise. There were tidbits of new info for fans of Pokemon Unite and Pokemon Go, but big news of the day were the juicy updates about the upcoming new mainline Pokemon games, Scarlet and Violet. Thursday's Nintendo Direct confirmed that Scarlet and Violet will be an open-world adventure with three different quest lines to go on that you can tackle at any order that you like. The game is promising lots of freedom to explore and roam around. We've got a look at some of the new Pokemon that'll feature in the game, including Fido, an adorable dog Pokemon made out of fluffy pastry and dough who has become an immediate fan favourite. Scarlet and Violet's legendary Pokemon, Coridon and Miraidon, were also revealed, and, well, they're motorcycles. And they can transform into gliders and other vehicles to help you get around the region of Paldea. Weird and kind of cool. Another big twist to the Pokemon hunting in Scarlet and Violet is the terrestrialized system that sees certain Pokemon transform into crystalline versions of themselves. You'll be able to connect with three other people for local multiplayer, so you can roam around and zoom zoom on your legendary Pokemon as you catch monsters and explore the realms. We saw lots of in-game footage, which at the moment looks a little bit blurry. 
It appears the new Pokemon games might be running at a pretty low internal resolution to ensure that they can capture their open world in as much detail as possible. We'll see how it all turns out on November 18 when both games launch on the Nintendo Switch. Sticking with the Switch, Nintendo have announced that they won't be unveiling any new hardware anytime soon. In a report from Bloomberg's Takashi Mokuzuki, there will be no new Nintendo hardware for the fiscal year, which ends in March 2023. The reason? Ongoing supply shortages, which have also plagued Xbox and PlayStation over the last few years of the pandemic. If you've been holding out hopes of a Switch Pro so you can play the upcoming Pokemon Scarlet and Violet in a resolution that isn't what we would generously call Vaseline Lens Blurry, you might be waiting a little longer. Nintendo won't be sweating too much though. According to Game Informer, the Switch recently sold more than 111 million units worldwide, which is outperforming the Nintendo Wii and Sony's original PlayStation in sales. Big news in the world of Ubisoft, Reuters have reported this week that Chinese megacorp Tencent, who already have a 5% share of Ubisoft, are planning to become the company's biggest shareholder. According to a source that spoke to Reuters, Tencent is very determined to nail down the deal as Ubisoft is such an important strategic asset for Tencent. How are they planning to do this? Well, it appears Tencent are willing to pay nearly double the current share price for Ubisoft's stock and are willing to also potentially purchase shares directly from the Ubisoft CEO, Yves Guillemot's family, who currently have a 15% stake in the company. It's yet another big consolidation move in a year of mergers and acquisitions across the games industry, which includes Microsoft's planned purchase of Activision Blizzard for $69 billion US dollars, and the new finalized Sony purchase of Destiny 2 developer Bungie for nearly $3.6 billion. Tencent, as it stands, is currently the second biggest gaming company in the world behind Sony, and on top of their acquisition in this space, has major stakes across the global music and entertainment industries. It's been a big week for Tencent, who also announced this week they'd be teaming up with peripherals manufacturer Logitech to produce a cloud gaming console. Not a lot of details at this stage, but the company will work with Microsoft and Nvidia to make sure their respective cloud services both work on this new handheld. There's a brand new Dead by Daylight title out this week, but it's definitely not what you'd expect. It's a spin-off dating sim developed by PSYOP, the creators of the Colonel Sanders KFC dating simulator. It's called Hooked on You, a Dead by Daylight dating sim, and features four killers who normally hunt you, hunting instead for love. You can romance Trapper, Huntress, Wraith, and Spirit, who have their best beachwear on, but it's still pretty spooky. The game was announced as part of a stream by developer Behaviour Interactive, which also introduced classic Resident Evil characters Ada Wong and Albert Wesker to the original game. Are you going to make a trip to, and I can't believe anyone would look for romance here, Murderer's Island in search for a love connection? Let us know on socials. The game is out now on Steam. Good news for Xbox Game Pass subscribers who want to share the cost of the subscription, Microsoft is trialling a family plan in Ireland and Colombia. The new service allows up to four Xbox accounts to share a Game Pass subscription as long as they're all in the same country. How does it work? Well, one person signs up and then invites three other accounts via email. In Ireland, the price per month is €22, or around $32 Australian dollars, which could mean it's around the mid-30 mark here. Those with existing Game Pass Ultimate subscriptions can convert to the new plan, with each month of the lower tier converting to 18 days for the family plan. We'll just have to wait and see how Microsoft adapts the price locally or if this is just an introductory price, but we'll let you know on Walkthrough once we know. 
Speaking of Microsoft, as it works through its purchase of Activision Blizzard, it's had to stump up to the various competition commissions around the world who are scrutinizing the deal to make sure the company isn't becoming too much of a monopoly. As spotted by Rock Paper Shotgun, a statement presented to the New Zealand Commerce Commission by Microsoft said that other platforms shouldn't worry about being shut down by this purchase as the games made by Activision weren't all that unique anyway. Specifically, with respect to Activision Blizzard video games, there is nothing unique about the video games developed and published by Activision Blizzard that is a must-have for rival PC and console video game distributors that could give rise to a foreclosure concern. Microsoft has demonstrated that it is not withdrawing content from other platforms, having made multiple public statements that it will continue to make Call of Duty and other popular Activision Blizzard titles available on PlayStation through the term of any existing agreement and beyond. Microsoft has also publicly stated that it is interested in taking similar steps to support Nintendo's platform. Microsoft later clarified in a statement that the term must-have is a legal term and they weren't talking down these franchises. It might technically be correct. Someone could make another first-person shooter that rivals Call of Duty or a fantasy franchise that's as big as Warcraft, but it's highly unlikely Microsoft would drop $68.7 billion US dollars for the publisher if they didn't expect a hefty return on investment. Valve has just opened up pre-orders for the Steam Deck in a number of new countries, but sadly Aussies and Kiwis put down those credit cards because it's not our time yet. Players in Japan, South Korea, Hong Kong and Taiwan can put their orders in, with the first batches expected to ship later this year. Last week, Valve announced that the supply chain issues leading to delays of the handheld console had been cleared, which meant it would be getting to those with a reservation even sooner. We're excited to announce that we're going to be able to fulfil demand sooner than we'd estimated for everyone in the reservation queue. Many of the supply chain shortfalls that affected Steam Deck are gradually clearing up, but continuing to ramp production, so we'll be able to produce more decks faster than ever. Good fun if you can get it. We'll let you know when you can put your order in here. Crypt of the Necrodancer, the rhythm-based dungeon crawler by Brace Yourself Games, has just added a new pack of content to the seven-year-old game, dropping the Synchrony DLC into early access. The pack includes three new characters, online multiplayer for up to eight players in both competitive and cooperative modes, new items and enemies, as well as mod support. This is the second DLC pack for the game after Amplified, which launched back in 2015 and comes after the surprise spin-off Zelda title Crypt of the Necrodancer, Cadence of Hyrule, which was also fantastic. That wasn't the only news. Brace Yourself also unveiled a new game called Rift of the Necrodancer. And aside from the logo, we don't know much else yet, but there will be music and monsters almost certainly. Or maybe not. That'd be really surprising for this studio that likes to keep us guessing. Synchrony is out now, and you can pick it up in a bundle with the base game and Amplified DLC for less than 20 bucks. That's it for news. Here are the games releasing this week. Out on the 9th is Two Point Campus, the follow-up management sim to 2018's Two Point Hospital. Two Point Campus gives players the opportunity to build and run their own university campus, hiring staff and running courses for students. You'll need to make sure students attend classes and don't party too hard, keep the staff happy, and make sure everything runs smoothly. There's also some crossover characters from Two Point Hospital for those familiar with the series. It's out on all platforms this Tuesday. Also out on Tuesday is Thymesia, the debut title from developer Overboarder Studios. This fast-paced Souls-like has a strong Bloodborne aesthetic, but with some subtle stylistic differences that sets it apart. You play as Corvus, a masked protagonist armed with disease magic, fighting their way through a world infested with monsters. 
It leans into a fast-paced Sekiro-style gameplay and is a From Software clone in almost every way, so it'll be interesting to see how it holds up for fans of the genre. Grab it on Xbox Series X or S, PC or PlayStation 5 on the 9th. Another game by a first-time developer out this week is Lost in Play by Happy Juice Games. It's a light-hearted adventure game where you play as the brother and sister duo Toto and Gal who are lost in their imagination and must solve puzzles to get home. The big draw of Lost in Play is the art style. Much like Cuphead is an homage to the golden age of American animation, Lost in Play is an excellent recreation of post-2000s cartoons. For a bit of easy-going fun, check out Lost in Play when it comes to PC and Switch on the 10th. One of the stranger games coming this week is Arcade Paradise by Nosebleed Interactive. It's a mashup of a management sim and arcade gaming, where the player slowly converts their business from a laundromat with an arcade machine in the back to a full-blown arcade complete with playable machines. It's a really interesting idea, and the footage we've seen so far looks fantastic. If you have a minute to spare, it's worth checking out the Bonkers trailer. It's definitely something special. It's out on all platforms on the 11th. And also out on the 11th is the highly anticipated Cult of the Lamb by Australian developers Massive Monster. This roguelike action-adventure game tasks players with running a cult as an adorable little lamb, recruiting other equally adorable animal characters to serve and worship an ominous stranger. You'll need to venture out from camp to explore new randomly generated areas to find other characters to recruit and indoctrinate, all while maintaining your cult's base and fighting off invaders to keep your followers happy and avoid mutiny. The cutesy art style mixed with dark themes and gruesome violence is just delightful, and I know everyone here at Sifter is dying to check this one out. Pick it up on all platforms this Thursday, and keep an ear out for our interview with the developers in the next couple of days. And Marvel Spider-Man Remastered, the former PlayStation console exclusive, arrives on PC, on Steam, and Epic Game stores on the 12th. This is an updated version of the game that appeared in the limited edition version of Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is ported over to PS5. This version will be playable on the Steam Deck if you've got access to one of those too. If you've got 15 minutes, we'll catch you up on the gaming news each Sunday on Walkthrough. This has been Walkthrough by Sifta. My name is Kyle Paletto. Thank you so much for listening. Sifta is produced by Nicholas Kennedy, Fiona Bartholomeus, myself, Daniel Ang, and Adam Christou. Mitch Lowe is senior producer and Gianni De Giovanni is our executive producer. Thanks to Brian Fairbanks from Salty Dog Sounds for composing the walkthrough theme tune, and thanks to Omni Studios for their support of Sifter's three podcasts. If you're interested in what it takes to actually make games, why not have a listen to Sifter's interview podcast, Lightmap? Each episode, we speak to developers from all over the world on games like Neon White, Tunic, Unpacking, Cult of the Lamb, and many more. Look for Lightmap wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with more news next Sunday. <laughs>